black girls out of the box. It's time for Who Watch, time in relative blackness and space. everyone, it's Delia and Nicole coming to you live from the Time Vortex. Today, we're discussing episode four of Doctor Who Flux, Village of the Angels. In this episode, there are angels. Angels everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I'm really pretty, pretty excited to be going over this episode because, I mean, I think we've talked about it in previous episodes, but I love me a weeping angel. Like, yes, obviously, Angels of Manhattan happened and... We try to forget about that. But for the most part, I still like them. So I was pretty stoked for this episode. Yeah, I was very excited because I had stopped liking them after Manhattan <laughs> ruined them for me. And I was like, okay, they're so far in the season, they've been proper creepy. And this episode said bet. And I love that. It really did. So I guess the spoiler <laughs> is that you do, you it brought you back around. Yeah, very much so. Okay, well, let's just get into it. There's, I guess I should, I should preface. I'm in what I've been calling the booster stupor. I got my booster and the energy is low, (laughs) but we're trying to bring, bring the energy I felt when I watched it. So we'll try, we're going to try and recapture that. The best we can. We're going to get it. So we start, we see Claire again, um, Claire Brown. So if you'll remember back in the first episode of Doctor Who Flux, Claire like runs up to the doctor and Yasna is like, doctor and the doctor's like um who and they haven't met yet so claire's back and they're in 1967 she's being examined by i literally was like uh is that gibbs um (laughs) i don't know if people notice but uh the actor who's playing this professor who we later learn his name is eustatius jericho what a name um (laughs) he's played by the same actor who plays gibbs in all five yes five i always forget that there are five pirates of the caribbean movies he plays quite a different character. I, spoilers, loved this character in this episode. So we will get to that. But yeah, basically he's like inspecting her because her her brain seems to be 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 glitching, I guess. And of course we know it's got to be timey-wimey. Yeah. It's unclear why they are, why he's studying Claire. But it does, based on what, <laughs> you know, spoiler, <laughs> um, what the doctor's paper says like he's he's trying to figure out if it's some kind of psychic something or another i assume um but yeah mm-hmm. i it, i did not realize i was like i was watching i'm like i know who this man is but like like i did that thing where like oh i'm gonna google it afterward and then just completely forgot and then of course when i saw the comments in our agenda i was like ah of course there it is of course i'm so great with faces but i'm always like i do not have context for this face so yeah, I, I I too enjoyed this character, which is, you know, y'all are testing me on my like giving white men zero on this. <laughs> I have to say. So I guess bravo to you. Yeah, but he was so good. I mean, we'll get into it. I felt the same. I was like, <laughs> I mean, at first I was sus because all anytime we're in a historical episode of Doctor Who, especially these days with um 13, I'm always real sus of the white men yep. in these episodes. And often 
rightfully so. We saw what right. happened in a War of the Suntarans. Like, that guy sucked. Um, but no, he was great. So um, I'm happy to, like, cover him more as we keep going. But yeah, so we see that. And then we flip to the TARDIS, where we, the cliffhanger that we were left at last week, the angel has a TARDIS. Honestly, like, that was a really good line, but the angel doesn't really do much with the TARDIS. I mean, it takes them to 1967, where it was trying to take them. But I was really wanting some... Like, ooh, the angel fly. I don't know. I just want him to see more. Like, that's an interesting concept. Like, <laughs> I did I did like how, because, like, obviously, they're very small space. Like, they're all going to be looking at the angel the whole time. How is the angel mm-hmm. actually going to do anything? But it was like, I love how they went with, like, the classic, like, flickering lights, whole little motif. Mm-hmm. It was a cute little moment. So I did appreciate that they made it creepy and weird Um, in that. Because I'm like, there's no way the angel can do it. Once you're in there, you in there. Like, unless the angel somehow manages to, like, take them all out real fast. They're going to be mm-hmm. watching the whole time. But I was like, okay, the little flickering lights. We went classic, little classic scare kind of thing going on. And the angel had like focus. So the angel was like, I just need enough time to hit the little boop boop. And then it's nothing. And so I, <laughs> I kind of appreciate that the angel was very efficient about what they had to do. Like, I'm not going to play with y'all right now. Let me just get to, let me put them little coordinates in and y'all can do whatever y'all want to do. Yeah, this angel was not homicidal. It was on my grand auto. So <laughs> this angel had like a goal and was like, I will get back to y'all. I will take y'all back later. But what I'm going to do is take this whole TARDIS and all y'all to where I need y'all to be. And that's exactly what it does. So they end up in 1967 also and as well. It's kind of funny they show up and it's like the usual shenanigans of, you know, when the doctor shows up anywhere, but especially in historical earth, like trying to figure out what time period they must be in. And we see the, uh, I can't even remember their names because um, they kind of suck. The uh, uncle, uncle and the aunt. <laughs> uh, there, there's an uncle and aunt of a little girl. Um, they're there because they're looking for said little girl. And so the doctor's like, oh, I noticed some shenanigans afoot because the Sonic tells her that there are shenanigans afoot. And so she chases after them and leaves Diaz and Dan to deal with this uncle and aunt who are looking for their niece. I will say, and I bring it up later in our rants and raves, but Yaz reiterates that it is a flat team structure. <clears throat> we will get there um, in our rants and raves, but I just want to make a note. Make a note. Put a pin in it. Yeah. I always love when someone tries to use the phone box as a phone box. But I, I my, thought, my thought really was that, like, it clearly had to apparate in front of them and <laughs> they were not like how big is this village like it didn't right? just show up like you should have known you would have was there already heard it and i'm like if they heard it and walked up like oh this is finally here for me to call like i like i feel like that they were already on some different level of what they tolerate in this village i had to assume because like i would be like where did this come from as soon as the door opened like oh yeah we just you know rapid response and they go with everything they don't question anything <laughs> a flat team structure like this is like now look the 60s it, it's more modern than a lot of the periods that we've been in so far, but it's mm-hmm. not that modern where they're not going to question at all, like a non-white, hey, a non-white person, but also a non-white woman having some type of authority. In the, like, I felt, I, hey, I do love it. Let's be clear. But I also thought, like, there's a story behind this village that I feel like y'all need to go ahead and drop. I need to know, because they, they, they are, their tolerance for what is, like, normal seems to be quite different. I also noticed that I was like, okay, I can kind of see them not questioning the existence of a brown person. Because, like, you know, there was, like, the colonization of India. Like, there was acts afterward that, like, increased immigration from the colonies, blah, blah, blah. Um, You know, it all ends up very racist and very angering. But ultimately ends up with, like, there were some brown people in England. But, like, 
it still was very racist. So I don't think that like, right. Definitely. It wasn't going to be no, like, Oh, a woman is talking to me and that's fine. And a woman is talking to me and is claiming that she has power of any sort. And that's fine. So I, yeah. <laughs> like, okay. At that point, once we got to that point, I'm just like, well, this is clearly a situation where like this town is used to like a lot happening. And so anything is possible in this, in this scenario. Right. So that happens. They kind of split up. Um, the doctor finds Claire and presses Eustatius Jericho. This is where we learn his name. Such a name. Love his name. And, you know, same regular shenanigans. I don't really have any notes there. Like, you know what this is. Like, it's a very typical Doctor Who story. Like, the doctor is poking around, realizes Claire is what's set- setting the sonic off. Um, she's like, I gotta go look around more because this is weird. Y'all stay here. Claire goes to the bathroom. And I'm like... Okay, I guess she must have drank some Red Bull because she got wings. I'm a little <laughs> concerned. Like, she looks up at the mirror. It was a cool effect. I won't lie. Like, you know, it was like they, like, zoomed in. She leans down to, like, splash water or whatever on her face, and she leans back up, and now she's got angel wings. But, ooh, child. Mm-mm. Yeah, I love all of the kind of little nods that they end up having, like, showing that she is There's a little something extra going on in there. I really, I really dug it. I thought that was, again, like, proper, like, oh wait. What? Like, they, pro- what? Proper what are they doing? Like, right. Like, wait, like, what are they doing? <laughs> yeah, like, but also, Claire knows who the doctor is. See, my thing, and we'll see it throughout, like, she waits to tell the doctor. Like, if I know who the doctor is, like, I would have told her immediately, like, like, something's going on. I need you to fix it. Because if I know who the doctor is and what the doctor's about, like, that's the first person I'm looking to, like, beep, boop, boop, ring, ring. Hey, doctor, help. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I took it as her not having full, like, having a thought of like, this is actually not happening. This is in my head. And then realizing as the time is moving forward, like, no, this is actually a thing that is real. Like, I think it was maybe for a time. She really thought like, I am losing my mind. Like this is literally in my own head. And then as like, you are there, the proof is in the pudding as as it were. And like, oh wait, no, this is actually happening. So what I'm having in my head, these premonitions are actually things that are going to happen. Like, it was like, I think the the mm-hmm. affirmation that this is a real thing and therefore a problem that can be solved <laughs> as opposed to like, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm a little bonkers, you know? So I think it was her <laughs> coming to the realization like this is actually a real thing and it's not only in her head, which I think is like a subtle, I think they did that kind of cool and subtle. Like, I, I, I'm glad... Again, this whole town seems to be very, like, open. <laughs> and I'm glad it wasn't never treated like she's the crazy one in town who thinks that, that, that like, she has premonitions. Like, it, nothing is ever treated in this episode, like, mm-hmm. out, like, out of the realm of possibility. I just, like, even, like, even Eustatius, because, of course, your name is Eustatius. Like, what? Um, Mr. Jericho was, like, he just was with it. Like, oh, okay, yeah, you have premonitions. Let's get some reading. Let's find out about those premonitions. Like, I just love that there's no, like, undermining of the people who are saying they're experiencing, except for obviously the uncle, but whatever, you know, what happens, happens. (laughs) Yeah, I did like that part where it was like, it makes sense what you're saying, like, true. If she's been having these, like, hallucinations, like, ongoing for a while, like, how is she supposed to know when it's becoming real and when it's not? Mm -hmm. Like, that makes sense. But it doesn't, it's not, yeah, it's treated, I wouldn't say with sensitivity, but, like, it's not, not anytime prior to, like, maybe 2010, like, it could be, like, female hysteria. It could be you just crazy. Like, all these problematic things um that turned out that we know now just incredibly ableist um but also she doesn't have any mental health issues she literally has well unless you count having a weeping angel in your in your mind just chilling out (laughs) as one um so yeah i thought that was cool because it does 
kind of get tiring to see those tropes I guess like even if that would have been accurate for the time it's just like okay I'm tired especially like if you're someone like me or like who struggled with mental health things and has felt like that it's like I don't need to see people making light of it even if it makes time since for the time period yeah full agree yeah Claire's got wings put a pin in it um we cut back to Yaz and Dan looking for Peggy um with that uncle and aunt Yaz and Dan get got by the angel like I don't care about this uncle and aunt when I see them and then it turns out the uncle sucks like Yaz is doing what she does she's trained as like a cop like say what you love about that she has this training she's asking questions she needs to ask and is asking what can we like what do we know about Peggy like let us know so we can like if we meet her, like, we can, like, basically connect with her and, like, get her to safety. And Uncle's like, she's a 10-year-old girl. How much is there to know? I'm like, okay, so you are awful. And when you die, I'm not going to be sad about it. Yeah, it's, like, complete disregard of her humanity. Like, that is a human person. <laughs> like, regardless of the age, that is a person that, like, has some... Like, it was just so... I mean, I, I, they had to give us someone. Right? They had to give us right. one. Like... I think this episode is one of those ones, like, when you really think of it, like, in the broad sense, you're like, oh, that's a lot happening, right? But, like, they give us, like, that one or two people, you're like, eh, maybe it's okay. Like, maybe this mm-hmm. is acceptable behavior by the angels, because if this is what they gotta do, like, you know what I mean? Like, I just... Yeah. <laughs> like, I was gotta... like, if he gotta go, he gotta go. Right. Like, I, <laughs> like, I don't know. Peggy's better off, is what right. I had decided immediately. <laughs> um... But unfortunately, we don't see him get got yet. We instead get see Yaz and Dan get got by an angel. And I don't know. I felt like kind of worried, but like the stakes I, to have it happen so early in the in the episode. I'm like, oh, where they're going to be. All, they're they're going to be all right. Like, right. That would have been more of a cliffhanger situation. But I wasn't that worried. I was like, OK, they get got gonna add more we're gonna we're gonna see more shenan- time shenanigans and kind of just got excited but it was, yeah. i think it was still meant to be suspenseful but that was the only time that i was like ooh, more timey-wimey right but see i think where they got where they went for the suspense was like the fact that you get there and it's completely abandoned so it's like right they're not going back time like normally these people just land somewhere and it's like a bustling city or whatever it's like they going back and then there's also some calamity has hit this place so it's like right when we like the, meet back up with them it's like oh right uh, so it's like the unsafety isn't the getting got the unsafety is the where we are now people are also somehow getting got so it was like i was immediately like oh, okay and then they show them i'm like oh it's a little zombie it felt like apocalyptic you know like in that small town way obviously but i was like oh Okay, they're going for, like, real good little suspense horror situation in this episode, which, of course, I love, so. I know. I love it, too. I feel like we've had multiple episodes now where they've been more suspenseful and creepy versus mm-hmm. the Halloween apocalypse. I'm like, y'all could have just is not, not titled it. Like, <laughs> just, like, it's not, just because it came out on Halloween, you didn't have to, like, title right. it. Because it's they really... They didn't even need to include... Like, the thing is, like, they made Halloween a part of it. I feel like just to justify it. Mm-hmm. like dropping on Halloween like that was it there was no need for this to take place on Halloween so it was like I feel like that was the episode where they just had to like make do with whatever they were given but yeah like it was not it wasn't suspense. that one part at the very beginning was suspenseful in the first episode we were like oh who is this little sharp you know little dangerous person but mm-hmm. then it was like immediately after that they just started going with them weird that weird tone so yeah I was I was nervous after that like oh y'all gonna really play in my face but actually every episode so far has, has been like done a better so Halloween much episode. better right like every episode and like this last the last episode 
I mean, like a couple of them have done, like when they are leaning for the suspense and like the kind of horror elements, they are doing it in a really, really like fun way. And I'm like, oh, that's actually like for me and stuff like I am the person that if you ask if it's scary, people like don't trust them. They cannot be trusted to judge the scariness of something. I'm like, no, it's fine. And like people are coming to me. Like That's I would true. never, try- yeah. So it's hard. Like my judgment of what is considered scary is already off. But the fact that I can acknowledge and notice that, like, oh, that's a like, if I was a scary person, this might give me pause in this episode. You know what I mean? So I'm loving that, and I think like every everything they did in this episode to make again, like back to the angels being like, I'm like y'all are really making them like creepy in the way that I love or like you kind of sit in your room and be like oh damn I don't want to like <laughs> looking around like wait right, I don't want to get run up on, on by no <laughs> angel because right. uh, I I got dry eyes I don't think I like I don't see much of a chance <laughs> I'm not gonna lie <laughs> exactly so yeah Yaz and Dan get got sad face but immediately Belle's back I just want y'all to know just real quick every time Belle comes up in our agenda like I put three hearts because I just love her <laughs> Um, Belle's back. Um, she's traveling through space as she does on her Lupari ship. Um, she's talking to Vendor about their honeymoon. I was like, ooh, <laughs> or really lack thereof. They had one night, um, which I guess is how we got we got little baby baby <laughs> Belle Vendor. Uh, <laughs> um, and she shows up on Puzano, uh, which is a planet I guess based from her voiceover that was supposed to be kind of like a resort or a very beautiful planet they yeah, wanted I to got- go to for their honeymoon. I got the idea that it had a Venice, kind of like a Venice on Earth. Like yeah. A, like, you know, or, you know, Canal. It's a very cute little moment. And apparently those were going immediately. They got Yeah, they are not there the anymore. Bucks. Everything is gone. It is destroyed. Um, She meets with, uh, I forget his name. Namako? Non, non- Namako, I Nama. I wrote it down somewhere. Namako? Uh, Nam- oh, Namaka. There we go. It's like, Namak. I don't know. It's a long name. Um, <laughs> no, she meets up with names. him. And uh, this guy tells her, like, uh, yeah, basically everything's destroyed. We have half a planet, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, ooh, that sucks. And he hasn't seen Vendor. So the search continues. We go back to Professor Jericho's house, um, which is, surprise, surprise, surrounded by angels. Um, We already knew what it was. We knew what this episode was. And at this point, (laughs) I'm, like, getting real excited because I'm like, yeah, let's go, let's go, let's go. (laughs) Because I love me some angel shenanigans. (laughs) Um, um <laughs> I have like okay, so I have like some real questions about <laughs> how angels work. And it dawned on me, like it dawns on me, this is the only thing I hate about the angels, because I love them conceptually, but anytime I really think, I'm like, oh, that don't make sense to me. But like I was really sitting here trying to figure out like oh, how much retconning is happening in terms of the rules. Um mm-hmm. and I'm just I'm operating on the assumption that the rules have changed and we just have not been told the new rules or like they have evolved a little bit because there are certain things that don't make sense to me because I'm just like, I mean, we're gonna, I'm going to talk about it when we get exactly to the parts that especially mm-hmm. uh, don't make sense. But yeah, I, like the way that they move, I was loving it, but I was also like, my my analytical mind was like, well, wait a minute, that don't make sense. You know, yeah, like, I, they, <laughs> I can't felt- get around it. At first, I felt like they were just kind of playing fast and loose. And I was sitting there trying mm-hmm. to figure out, like, do I care? Because they were such a, left such a right. mess. Like, is it just kind of a thing like, well, if we're going to do them again, let's just have fun with it. But I think as the episode progresses, I don't know that they're playing fast and loose. Maybe a little. But I think they're trying to 
make all like they're just kind of making small adjustments to make all the lore mm-hmm. work better like the plot holes are still there for sure but i think where moffat left them was a mess and they're just kind of like trying to tighten it up a little bit in places right um, so i was like once i like assume that the rules are not the rules that we were given at time when they were introduced i was like you know what this, this might have been the interpretation of the rule based on like what little bit of information the doctor had at that time and now the doctor knows better so those rules have changed um so once i like let that go i was i, I fully enjoyed it regardless i'm like this i can break anything if i think about it too much that's just how my mind works but like, I was like i'm not gonna even try to question it i'm just like it was one part that i did <laughs> but I yeah like, I, I didn't yeah. i at first was like kind of not vibing like i so they show they're basically this house house is surrounded and the moment where i was like oh is this how this is gonna go like uh professor jerrica opens the door and like sees all the angels and the doctor is like looking out the door and it's like don't take your eyes off of them and of course professor jerrica doesn't know what's going on turns to face the doctor doctor is like what are you talking about turns back and the angels move closer but to me i'm like but the doctor's still looking out the door did the doctor also blink like why would she blink i get but i'm also like and this is where I started making up rules or like trying to adjust the rules to make sense for what I think. Cause I believe there's like, it's like, I can look at multiple things, but if, like, I'm not perceiving everything that my eyes can see. Right. Like mm-hmm. you have peripheral vision. Like I'm aware the TV is on the left of me. I can see the light from the TV, but I can't really tell you what's on my TV screen right now based on that. Right. So I'm like, maybe it's more so that you can't just be facing them. You have to actively be perceiving them, which is much harder when it's like 20 of them right. versus like one or two. Right, if it's and like that's a what group I was of them, I'm like, oh, so you can only really focus on one or two at a time. So I'm like, that's the rule. We're going to stick with it. You can have that chibnall. I will collect my check later. Um, that's what yeah. I came to think. <laughs> However, I think later in that uh, the same episode, that is kind of like disproven, but it's fine. I think it is a I'm case of you. like to a certain level with the angels, even from the jump. Like in Blink, there are holes. Like. They're great, oh, but so there many. are still holes. So, many. so you just have to like agree with the writer to like we're going to suspend our, our our sense of disbelief a little bit, but also it could be like you said, like we're viewing this from the doctor's like point of view. Like maybe we just don't know everything there is to know about angels yet, etc. So mm-hmm. I kind of just laid back into that and let them continue to tell the story. And I think as the story goes on, except for those sa- same little holes, like I think in general they're tightening up the lore of the angels, mm-hmm. which I am here for. Yep. Um, so the house is surrounded. They gotta, they gotta figure it out. Oh, Claire. So she, she got some dust in her eye and not like in a like metaphor, like literally she rubs her (laughs) eye and the dust like drops out. Um, and I, again, for me personally, at this point, I'm like, I would tell the doctor like, uh, doctor, there is dust coming out of my eye. But no, she like hides it, which turns out to be pointless because she does tell the doctor later what's going on. I don't get it. See, that's where it was like, like, again, I felt like to me, that's where I would have been like, okay, this is definitely real because that's real dust on the chair. Like I just dusted this dust off. I don't think I imagined that. (laughs) Right. But I still think it was still at a point of like, at that point, see, I can, look, I'm over here helping these folks out. At that point, I feel like she was just like, the angels are an immediate threat and she doesn't want to be perceived as a threat because she's in the house. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, maybe if I let them know, they're going to be trying to lock me up or something. I don't want to be locked up. You know what I mean? Like, I, I had a, in my mind, the I thought. the doctor would never, but. The, we know that, right? And Claire knows the doctor from a 
I don't know, actually. It's very unclear. Unclear. <laughs> because I just actually, am like, timey-wimey, I guess. No. Okay. It occurred to me that she would know the doctor from the angel's memory mm-hmm. or thoughts. Mm-hmm. But the angel would not see the doctor in a positive light, right? Like, the angel would be like, this bitch always messing with my stuff. Like, I don't like them. They always showing up and messing with what I'm trying to do. So, like, but maybe Claire person- doesn't trust. Like, it's like my experience with the doctor in this way, but my memory or my feeling, because, you know, the angel. A plot twist. I mean, not plot twist. Uh, spoiler. But like, <laughs> I'm like, maybe at that point, I think because I had already been like, obviously, you got the angel in your system, whatever. So I'm like, maybe that's a part of the angel's like mechanism of like defense mechanism. Like, I'm not going. Like, I don't know how much Claire is in control of the situation by this point because the angel is actively acting at this point. You know what I mean? But in the in the first episode, Claire clearly seems to like the doctor. Like she's like, right. oh my gosh, doctor. Like, but she gives you more memories after that. Oh. This is what's confusing. Okay, no. right. I don't know what's going Detour, on. Detour. We gotta figure this out because yeah, when she, when she sees the doctor and yeah, this is before she gets got by the angels because right. she tells the doctor after I got home, I got got by the angels. Then right. that does not further explain how she even knew the doctor and Yaz. Because you would From think, before. oh, right. You can't know. Like, that's your, like, time is timey wimey, but your past and future are still set in how you experience time is still linear. Right. Even if time itself is not linear. So y'all going to have to stop playing in my face, Chibno and Maxine. Y'all going to have I'm to saying. ask right. Because I was really sitting there. I like, paused. I was like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Because I'm thinking, oh, she's going to recognize the doctor because she just... But no, like, it was very backwards. I'm like, now what is going on? How do you know them if you already knew them? And that's why I'm like, why are you not telling the doctor? If you knew the doctor, like, from some prior story, you know how right. the doctor like, is. What like, what like, her. Like, right. I know it's... Uh, and that's why I was like, maybe... That's really the only reason I was like, maybe the angel is confusing that timing as well. Because, like, the angel has a different frame of reference for the doctor Which and therefore maybe, but then why would she but, but then why would Claire know 13 the angel did not know 13 the, I mean the angel knows See, who the doctor is like I, I don't know like this because I feel like whatever happened like Claire trusted and knew the doctor when she said hey y'all then they got then she got got by the angel but see she was already got by the first angel, by that right. point, I think. So the, uh, the first, uh, we are jumping ahead. But y'all didn't watch this episode. And if y'all haven't, I'm sorry to you. You will not understand anything we're saying. But like, <laughs> the angel had already been in within for however long. So maybe, again, this might be a situation where like, the angel is messing up the timing of like, how things are playing out. Because the angel, I would imagine experiencing time quite a bit different than a human would. Mm-hmm. And having that merge of like, species and personality or whatever might confuse it. But I'm going to just go ahead and say y'all going to have to explain it. Like, I'm waiting for y'all. I'm going to give y'all a chance before I really rip a, like, rip y'all a new <laughs> one. I'm a, cause it, everything else is so tight that I, I can't imagine this is overlooked. So I'm like, it's going to probably be explained, but y'all need to come with it. This is the one that I was, cause I was really sitting there like, y'all got me. I'm doing that, you know, the calculation. Zach, <laughs> Zach got a is at the board just like trying to do the, like, or not the board. I'm mixing up memes. Why wow. I just merged memes in my head. That's crazy. <laughs> no, I was thinking that guy when I get in the hangover doing like the math, but I was also doing mm-hmm. the conspiracy theory board from uh <laughs> Charlie Day, just like what's going on? Both of those <laughs> not memes those two merged together. Oh those you got it. What's going on? That's what happened <laughs> in my brain. That's what this episode made me do. Hilarious. Okay. 
We're going to get back on track. We're yeah, okay. If y'all, I would love to hear y'all's theories about that because, like, <laughs> I, it does not make sense to either of us. So, like, hit us up at hashtag Tarvis. Like, if y'all have thoughts about it, because I would like to know or make it make sense. Make it make uh, sense. But it, make it make sense. Uh, but back to uh, our our regular, regular episode timeline. Um, Yaz and Dan are back in time in 1901, it turns out. Um, and I just, again, I know, we just be standing characters that y'all know what it is. But Yaz is still mission focused because like, Dan's like, what we going to do? And Yaz is like, right. look, there's still a missing child who probably got sent back to the same time. So let's find Peggy. Um, and they do. And Peggy, whew, she is not worried about the angel. She's like, they put thoughts in my head. No biggie. Like, I'm good. <laughs> just- I, she, they just was like, she was so calm and <laughs> She's like, too calm. I'm like, oh. like borderline making her like creepy. Like exactly. she was not there, but she was so like it would have been so easy. Like I'm like that would have been, been so an easy. interesting choice to make her also very creepy. Like they they got right on the cusp of that though. I don't know why, but it took me back to like um like the what what is that episode? Hello, the now are you my mummy? Yeah, it took me back there. I'm like, you're finding, because I was like, you're finding a child in a deserted house in like, like, retro <laughs> written. Like, I just, I need you to, y'all, I know they weren't there for that. Yes, Dan weren't. But like, as a, as a, as a, as a collective, we need to learn that this maybe isn't the safest thing. <laughs> um, it turns out it's fine, but she was giving very creepy vibes. Yeah. Um, and, uh. So they kind of go out, explore. Turns out the village is just casually floating in space. Uh, a little concerning. <laughs> and apparently it's shrinking because she yeah. said that this was like much further down the road. So like, I mean, like they, I don't even think they're going to address it. They're like, yeah, this village, like in my mind, the village cannot last that long if it's already shrinking and they've been here for like a day. But Hey, I don't, I don't. I don't know. I'm like, does it get put back? That's like, what after like, they do the quantum like, extraction, because we see in the like way? next episode, they're still in 1901, but there seems to be people around, which would suggest that the village is put back. I don't know. Uh, that I'm is, confused. That is that's one of this is one of the episodes where like it is where I like everything else. Like honestly, people would be like, oh, I don't get this. I, like I'm like I'm following it. This one, I actually right. following it fine, but there are questions that I have, and I'm like, this let's epi- get into it. I've had the most questions this episode than all the other episodes, but like right. based on what I've seen about this episode, everybody's like, this is cool, this is cool. I'm like, maybe I just process different. I mean, I know <laughs> I do. I'm neurodivergent for sure, but like maybe I just be processing different than other people because the other episodes, no, I was same. like, I'm with it, I got you. But right, episode, like I had like, no issues. Scratched like, my I, head a few times. This one, I think the issue with this episode is that there are like. This is every episode so far is an arc, right? We know that there's more story, but they right. still mostly kind of wrap up in a way that you like, okay, this part of this story is told. This one definitely feels like a two parter. Like it definitely feels like yes. we need more information like more information is happening. Right. So I like agree. or not more information is happening, but more is gonna happen specifically to round out this story. And so I'm like, yeah, let's hurry up and get there. Cause I'm like, y'all is in faith. Y'all it's it's the village is shrinking, but it ain't shrinking that fast. Since apparently in two or three years, they still gonna be in this village. Unless by the time yeah. they go back, it's like three houses. <laughs> like, <laughs> what if that's what it is, though? Like, it's just like that's the center <laughs> of the town. It's like the only thing left because it's been slowly disintegrating. You know what? That would be hilarious. Yeah. And I kind of wanted to happen now at this point. 
but where are they gonna get food? I don't know. It, uh, they, it's a, they got they. Oh, you know what? I don't know. They gotta have a pig pen and a couple little garden. In the, <laughs> the angels are gonna be just nice <laughs> enough. Like you may eat. <laughs> uh, um. So yeah, they're they're casually floating through space, and then it cuts to the uncle and aunt in 1967. But the village is also in space. Like it's. Same across time. It's in space. Um, he continues to suck. Um, and they get got. So, like, whatever. But they get got by angels, I should. If I say they get got in this episode, I mean by angels. Um, <laughs> it's whatever. He sucks. Um, don't care. Uh, we'll come back to them. The doctor and uh, Eustatius and Claire are have barricaded themselves in the basement. The doctors made a makeshift like little security camera in the main like foyer area where all the angels are gathered. Um, Claire had done these drawings, um, like I guess as part of um, Professor Jericho like studying her, um, like drawings of her premonitions. Um, and the doctor had ripped it up, but the drawing of the angel that the doctor had ripped up finds its way back to the basement and, like, starts to materialize um, because, you know, anything that contains the image of an angel is an angel itself. And it, <laughs> I put it gets lit, but, like, literally, like, uh, like the doctor tries to, to light it on fire. And it's just an angel on fire. Like, right. yikes. <laughs> like, what's worse than a weeping angel? A weeping angel on fire. Uh, but they take care of it. Um, Claire finally admits that I think I'm an angel. There's an angel inside of me trying to take over. And like, this is where I'm like, I really, I really vibe with you, Stacious. <laughs> because instead of like Professor Jericho being like, what in the, he's like, okay, so basically you've had these premonitions and now they've manifested into Like, he's just logically trying to understand. He's and he's so nerdy. It. I love it. And I love that again, when like the doctor first you know flashes the psychic paper and like it can say anything and it's like the i wrote it down and forgot where i wrote it but like the the bureau of psychic investigation or something like that i don't remember the yeah. specifics but it's like the fact that that was what his mind wanted to see was like somebody who was also like studying this i just found that interesting and so yes of course when he gets to the point where like it's been explained he's like yeah this makes perfect sense to me and i'm just like i love that because i honestly feel like shows and movies and stories so much rely on a certain level of ignorance and they always assume that people will not believe a thing and i'm like we all watch mm -hmm. tv like especially something that's like modern day i'm like we have all watched avengers movies and we watch fantasy at this point i do believe most of us will be like that's unlikely but i'm gonna go ahead and trust you because why would you lie about this right <laughs> like I'm, yeah if santaran showed up on our like actual world and took over like i'd be surprised but i would not be in disbelief does that make sense right like i would be like wow i would be more surprised about them looking that way like, I, would be like, I can't believe this <laughs> this whole time there was aliens and they really look the potatoes went out, right. like, out of and all I the versions feel like, like can you imagine the memes like on twitter of like people talking about like baking potatoes and stuff like if a sunshine come to my door they about to get turned into some fries you know like <laughs> The, the disbelief would be like 10 seconds and then it would just be like straight up like, all right, this is the reality. And the I, memes I, on would be just top notch. Top I, any notch. alien invasion, like I I really they would be giving that. us that work like <laughs> IRL, but we would be giving them that work online. <laughs> yeah. Like, but yeah, so I love that they're the character is like, especially because he's, he's also an academic in this world, right? Like, we all intend to have like the academic is like this cannot be true. I love the right. like putting that 
I can be an academic person who believes in science and also has a full understanding or and am accepting of the idea that there are things that are just a little bit beyond my understanding. Not necessarily magic, but it's like I believe that there are things that I don't mm-hmm. understand yet, but I want to learn about. It's just I think his whole take on the whole episode was just like I would love to know more. Like let's get into it. He's just it. curious, and that's what makes a good learner is a curious right. mind. So I think that's why I like it's like the true essence of like Ravenclaw. Right. I think that's why I liked him so much. So no, I agree with that. But I do have to say, in this moment, when they make that uh like makeshift, this is where my question started happening. I'm like, okay, it's a little camera. It's facing right. one room, right? So you telling me that right. angels have to come okay. through the front door and go through because this they, one room? Because they surrounded they the house. Can, right. Like, they can go through any door. They can go through the hallway. They do not have to pass the foyer to get to where they are. They can't go through windows. They there can't are definitely scale some angels that aren't on camera. And, like, they That's could be outside plotting how <laughs> else to get in. Like, my I mind was, like, also... I was sitting there, like, they were, like, the original. Now, again, rules are different. I'm a... I'm operating with that. But, like, there were some that were, like, there are angels that act like gargoyles, in a sense, and are, like, very high up. I assume that means they either fly or can scale a thing. So, you telling me they can't scale this man's house and just go through a window? Because they didn't check every... They got all the ones on the ground and floor. Earlier, <laughs> we see that an angel has thrown a rock into the window, so they can break into the window. No, I'm saying they know. got ways in. But also, too, when the doctor's like, close this, close all that. They're the clear lingering shot of the angel's reflection in that window. And like, yes, maybe that's for our benefit. However, it breaks. That angel should be dead. That angel should be not moving for the rest of the episode, right? Like, I kind of went there to show the outside of the house with that angel just like, oh, that angel turned to an angel. <laughs> they, they gone. It's a wrap on them because they actually saw their reflection. Like, I was like, uh-uh. Y'all playing too much. Also, one more thing, and I'm going to stop. There's an inconsistency with using the camera as uh, like I noticed, and they've done this in previous angels episodes. Like sometimes the camera is the observer, so the angels are not moving because the camera is looking. But they don't keep that energy consistent, mm-hmm. and so sometimes it's like, oh, the camera's looking. That's why they ain't moving because nobody else is around, right? So we still, but we, if that's gonna be true, then they would never move, right? So it's like you, it's a cool moment if it's brought to its full like thing. But they don't. It's like, oh, the camera's looking. That's why all these angels are not moving when there are no characters around. Mm-hmm. That would be the point. Like, we are the observers. We are the reason they're not moving. However, that then means they can never move <laughs> on screen or they can never... That's what I have thought. I'm so glad you said this because I have had this thought. <laughs> and I haven't been able to... It wasn't until this episode where I was like... Like, in, I felt like maybe us observing them was also enough. But, like, in this episode, clearly it breaks that. And I'm like, I think it would be cool that even when they're on screen, they can't move. But I do understand, like, the artistic choice of wanting to be able to show them, like, yeah. you know, doing this, the the scary face. But, like, you could still do that in a way that suggests, a, like, like, have the light flicker for us, which it kind of does. But, like, you know, right. I don't the know. Right. It's the inconsistency of it. It's the fact yes. that they do it sometimes, but then it also within a minute later, they will contradict it. And so I kind of want them to just take that to the fullest extent. Because that makes it more creepy when you think about it. Because it's like, damn, I'm looking at these angels like, what's going to happen? But they don't keep the energy throughout. So you're like, now the camera is just the camera. But sometimes the camera is the observer. Like, sometimes right. and they are not moving because we're looking. But sometimes we just got to show these angels posted up and we just need to unfortunately do a pan shot. Like, I understand it functionally why they don't but it's like y'all right. shouldn't introduce the concept if y'all like go like go all out every time 
And I understand, like, that, like, we, we don't see them just, like, straight up moving. Like, they're not just walking. Right. Like, right? Well, which not, also, they were, know. like, ringing the, ringing the doorbell, which is hilarious. Like, just the idea that the angels are, like, that. moving like humans. When, but I had like, the thought that they learned that tonight. Like, in my mind, I was like, they was out here. And they're like, humans are dumb as hell. If we ring the bell, they'll just open the door. <laughs> and I think that actually 99% of the time would have worked. Especially, like, we talk about this, like, the past. People kept their doors open and stuff. Like, the doctors, the only, because you know Eustachius would have been at the door. I mean, he was at the door pretty much. Like, mm-hmm. but had the doctor not been there to say, you cannot look at them, he definitely would have answered the door. Like, oh, let me Absolutely. go see. So, I'm like, they learned that tonight. They probably was like, let's go see. And then they just discovered the doorbell and was like this has worked every single time at every other house let's just try it like i truly believe they learned that little trick and they're they have already been out here in the streets in this town so they learned some things tonight but yeah uh they're not consistent (laughs) with it uh i i also think it would be good if we were observers because it would then like blink was so creepy because it ends i mean it's creepy anyway but then it also ends suggesting that any statue that we see is potentially a weeping angel. That's how yes. weeping angels hide. They hide among the statues. So it brings it into our real world. So by keeping us as observers and maintaining that would be really cool because it would keep us connected to the like creepy part of the lore where we're never not sure. Like, obviously, like, do I actually believe? No, but also with a little like, but you know, I, I'm I not going sleep either. Right. That's <laughs> the thing about it. And that's what I did like about, I think that's the strongest thing about Blink is that there is that like anything can be a weeping angel. Like, I feel like they choose to look like an angel because it's easy to be in the, in our world looking that way. Like if I had to choose a form Mm -hmm. that would just be chilling in a park, it'd be like an angel that's covering their face versus being like a gargoyle that looks like a gargoyle. Right? Like I'm not trying to like, mm -mm, people don't trust them. So people going to be on high alert. You see a thumb that look like a gargoyle just in a park. You're going to be like, why is this gargoyle in this park? Right? Like you ain't never going to take your eyes off of it. But you get very used to like, especially like religious statues and stuff. Like you kind of, it's like it be it will become background. I kind of feel like I like the idea that they they don't have to look like angels or that they can be slightly different. So that's what I did like about Blink. It was kind of like anything, any statue or any kind of stone thing could technically be alive. I would say not even necessarily a right. angel, but something that has a sentience. I'm like, oh, especially but when they you think keep about breaking the moon. it. Yeah, it's like well, you don't. It's the lack of consistency is the thing right. that. But yeah, as long as they're not stomping down, you know, New York <laughs> Boulevard, whatever the hell, you right. know, on them streets. But yeah. <sighs> so that's that, that's <laughs> happening. And the, um, we also see I did we didn't mention it, but like it's kind of a throwaway thing. But there's this old lady going around, kind of like warning people. She warns this priest, like count the statues in the graveyard. He does, he gets got because there's an extra statue. Ooh. Um. So you know, there's that. Um, and even that, like is creepy but also it's not like i don't know i right. just like, at this point like so why was it just chilling happened. in this why was it just chilling in the graveyard no one was watching it you know, i feel like, like it I was questions. chilling specifically because now later in this again in the future but like we learned that they are also like in my mind very petty i it, right this is how <laughs> i so i've categorized them now as petty and like they find humor and messing with people and therefore it does make sense i'm gonna just stand here and then he counting because she the angel uh, presumably can hear this conversation right like they are i mean where are they who knows that's mm, a, I, I have thoughts mm-hmm. but i'm like i don't want to think too hard about it it's one of them breaking things but like the angel's like oh they gonna count them statues let me stand right here right like i because I, I can see me doing that like that's you, absolutely like, <laughs> like i'm gonna just stand right here so when you get to 93 
Like, that angel, right. you know, behind, behind the tans, that angel is smirking. Like, that's it is what I'm giddy. saying. So I genuinely, once like once we get to like, because I had the same thought, you should go to here, but I'm like, no, yes. I'm literally going to say, it's like somebody hiding in a closet say, boo. It's like, I can't wait to like get you. Like, it's not just the getting you, it's the whole like lead up. And I can see, now that I have, yeah. you understand them a little more as characters, I'm like, oh yeah, that's something that an angel would absolutely That does make do. sense. you right. The That angel was absolutely just having a good time. Like, that was just <laughs> a, fu- a fun Friday night for that angel. <laughs> um. So yeah, we'll we'll move on. There'll be more angel commentary, but like we are going long already so we'll try and keep it keep it brief but like y'all right if y'all i told y'all i told these holes i told the internet that we was gonna be out here because this episode is so much it's like a lot and it's like all the questions this is the one episode where i have questions at every turn and not in the bad and i don't mean that in a bad way i mean in a good way like i'm engaged right. with it, the story enough to right want to exactly know. Um, but yeah, like these angels, man. That's like I love them though. But they are when you think about I know, it a little I bit. I think maybe if you're, if you're like <laughs> new, well, you're new to us because we have not been co-hosts in Tarvis. But like, you, it may sound like we don't like the angels. Like I love them. I just have questions, right? Like, um, I have thoughts. But like, yeah. <clears throat> so you know, if y'all got your own theories, you again, you know where we at hashtag Tarvis. Um, but anyways, moving on, we come back to <laughs> Belle. Now it's four hearts in the agenda. Just I keep loving her more and more. Um, so they're still she's walked. A- with this guy who um, has basically said like, Oh, there's basically a way to get out of here. Like there's something right. that ke- comes and keeps saving people. And I, maybe I don't know everybody else, but I already was like, Oh, I know. I, I know honestly, <laughs> I was like, I, I wasn't thinking of that, but I was actually, I was like way further. Like, I guess I was in my horror movie mode. I'm like, they are burning. They are just incinerating. <laughs> like, I don't know why for some reason my mind just, I mean, I guess I wasn't always. I mean, it's not just, much better what they right. actually are doing. So. My mind was like, went to like, they are definitely, either way, I knew that they were not, nothing good was happening, right? But it didn't, it did, randomly mm-hmm. did not occur to me. Like, once it happened, I was like, oh. Well, <laughs> because he keeps saying she does this. She, I was yeah, like, oh, that's, yeah. Oh, he, baby, at first no. he was like, oh, it's a way off. And I don't think I, I was like, oh, they out here killing these folks. But then he said and she. And that huge like, crowd. Yeah, when he said she, mm-hmm. I was like, wait, and then, Hold up. Ah, sure enough. So the good homegirl, Azure, <laughs> Azure, the 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 glam thugly. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, she makes an appearance. She's created a cult, and like I, I love it bad. It's but bad, I was like, but I love it. It's a very. I was good... living a little. <laughs> no, because it's like a like. Here's a that's another thing about like villain. Like a lot of times their logic is so like this is a bad plan. Every so far been pretty consistently like making good choices as a villain. Like right. I feel like it's again like I don't want to root for you, but like if you're going to exist, I love that you are actually coming through with like really good planning and really good follow through. Right. Because that's like the way to do it. Because like people are like running from y'all, they don't know, but like <laughs> like. They just are like, okay, like, and, and if, like, we hadn't seen the prior episodes, we would be like, damn, get up in her little fly-ass little, her little situation. Because <laughs> we wouldn't, like, I mean, like, I think we are hard-coded to be like, you are giving way too much, so you are definitely on some, you on some, you definitely questionable. But, like, no, I love that it's so easy to see how people are, like, not with, you know, not discerning the situation but they're also desperate like these people are like i'd rather fucking die i mm-hmm. guess anyway like i would choose death if i had the choice between that and just being on this planet for the rest of my life with like nothing going on so i can see why it happened but he was so like they were gone like yeah. straight up it's like exactly how cults happen they prey on the weak and like people in distress and like 
say like I'm gonna save you, and ooh, it's not that. But see, um, and it's definitely not that. Yes, and I had a quickly. That was another question I had because if old boy got had went on the trip as he had intended, there would have no been nobody left to tell the story. So my thing is like you have to deliberately leave one or two people out of the field. So they could tell you about the because I'm like because he was like oh I'm ready to go this time meaning that like he might have been there the last time and just missed it or somebody told him about it but either way somebody had to exist to tell the story so like if 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 Belle hadn't like saved him basically it wouldn't have been so do she like pop up and like hope somebody just happened to be standing there she's like hey <laughs> they're passing hey. off liars in the re- right in what's so left of the universe that was, that was my question because i'm like you because i'm like the, the field is why it, it takes a lot of people at once i'm like would she have deliberately been like oh let me let's pull it back a little bit past their homeboy so we can like make sure a couple people live to like spread the good word because maybe they put up yeah you have to leave people i'm like you could say maybe they're signed because he did say everybody comes here now which kind of makes me see it seems like Like the galactic yeah galactic equivalent of like if you live in a rural area there's the one big town everybody goes to it kind of seemed like that vibe um so it makes sense that people would show up even without being told but they would need to know to save stay to be saved so you got to put up signs or leave people and it looks like you just they were purposefully leaving people, except this time, because it's just Belle and what's-his-face that get left. Because Belle knows what a passenger is, because she's Let's already like, how it. are we here? Like, she's already like, mm, I don't know. And then, like, because they're really far away, mind you. Like, there's thousands and thousands of people. So, like, she can't see-see. Like, she just kind of sees a figure on a hill, right? And then, like, th- she, like is asking questions, and they're like, oh, you'll board the passenger. And she's like, skirt, what? Hold- right. Mm. And also, like, like, what is this? Like, how can I hear? Like, what are we doing? What is the what in the Voldemort is going on here? Like, I don't know why I can hear you from way over there. It was a lot happening, but yeah, it was, it was, it was like a lot of things happening at once. And she was like, mm, she was already questioning. Like, this feels very mm, y'all feeling real. Like, y'all lost in the sauce anyway. But then it's like, oh yeah, we're gonna get into the passenger. She's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. And that, again, more questions, but questions that I, again, I think are intentional in this case. Right. Bella's like, and just how like Vendor sees the TARDIS and like, is this a TARDIS? And Bella's like a passenger. And that, that those things From her last deployment, I was yes, like, hmm, From her last hmm. deployment. So I'm like, hey, I love that we were getting a, these little tidbits that actually like, again, I just like when people know what's going on. And so I got, I think ignorance is fun. I do think that there is something about people discovering and learning things with the audience characters really but yeah but like something. oh chef kiss because i'm like should i wait a minute passenger for my last deployment it's like all that coming together is like a justifying like oh why are we spending time with these characters i mean a because they're the shit like let's not and say we did okay but also i like that there's enough being said about them and like express about bell and vendor that you kind of get a sense of like why they are here mm-hmm. and i like because you know and I'm gonna have to do because I gotta slander this man at least once an episode. I still don't know why Dan is here. Okay, I don't know why he's here. Like he is present, but why? Whereas like Bell and Vendor, as time is going on, I'm like, oh, I get it. They got something to do with something mm-hmm. because as you learn more about their past and like things they've done, you like, oh, they are definitely associated with something going on here. Dan is just uh, the fellow. Uh, <laughs> who who got a ride with I like, it's not and that doesn't mean he will not be used like come be important right. 
And again, you know what? He doesn't even have to be right. He doesn't even have to be important. I actually still love the idea of like you could just the doctor like you want to spend time with you. I don't have a problem with that. My whole thing was y'all didn't have to add him in this in this last little moment with Joe. But you know, whatever. I digress. Well, like if we always need a POV (laughs) character, but we still have Yaz, and it's true. Right. Again, I don't think it's like anything against Dan specifically. It's just that compared to the current cast of characters we have, like there he's. It sounds mean to call him the weak link. And I, I only mean, say it sounds mean because I do like him overall, in like independent of the story. But when you put him in the story and compare him to the other characters, it's like, like why is he here? <laughs> like, literally, why are you here? And I mean that like with the utmost, like, why are you here? Like, I think I asked myself the question, like, why is he here? Like, it actually comes to my mind, not even me in a funny way. I'm just like, why? Why? For what reason? And, I, uh, and again, mainly, well... <laughs> I think he's here so Yaz isn't stuck by herself in 1901 Brenton as a brown person, but this is now coming going forward that will hope that will I will hope it he is the buffer in that situation. Like mm-hmm. but I also feel like he is not competent. Um yeah. in a way where she still has to interface with the outside world because you can't send him out to do nothing. <laughs> like it makes gotta go get her attitude and that's that's about it. That's no what I'm offense. saying. Like I don't know if you can trust him to go like gather the supplies or the equipment. Like I and I'm not and there's nothing wrong with not being like a genius, right? But like I'm just like and like if it's like if you are what's keeping us safe in this time, I don't feel safe. Like I just <laughs> I like I think know. he's got the traits of a good companion. Like I love like he's giving a little bit of Donna. <laughs> he's got the like, you know, I, I like him, but like in this he, particular arc. Mm, yeah, I'm like know. he's definitely given like very early of the companion. Like, but he's yeah. not he's not moving <laughs> he's not developing in the way like Donna is like a lot of those traits that we see in Donna are gone immediately. Like as soon as she's place in right. a situation where she has to like engage with her better self whatever she does right like most of them do he is just constantly like showing up and you know what again i think it's fine i think it's just because there's so many characters and like and i like all the characters that i had to choose somebody to not like, <laughs> like i have to have somebody that's not gonna get my full Love I don't attention. even know if it's a choice. It's just that like he clearly <laughs> like, is the weaker of the characters right, currently. And not to say he won't get the development or like he won't be a standout companion in the long run. It's just in this particular story where we're at. Yeah. He just be saying stuff. He's just there. <laughs> he just likes to remind you in case you happen to look away of that what the current situation <laughs> is. He's like, oh, we are in this time. Like, oh, yeah, we are in the past. Like, oh, thanks. And I, I forgot. Want- I want more for him, not it, at the expense of Yaz, of course. But like, I would, I would like some development. Like, if, you I, put him if he gonna be show, here, right? Like, if he's right. here, let's be clear. If you are going to take up space and time, I want that to be a worthwhile time right. spent with you as a character. Like, I don't want you to take space away from somebody else. But if you are already here, let's not make you, you know, a worth not worthless, but a character who does not bring additional value. <laughs> yeah just as viewers taking up screen time to take up screen time like right especially in such a jam-packed story it's like okay i like it's it's feeling like when he's on screen even his little lines are like taking away from like the like the pace sometimes again he's at his moments but i'm if he's not in his humor bag like it's not hitting and that's what i realized like and that 
like being comedic relief is actually fine. And I, I don't have problems with characters who are there to be funny. The problem is that he is not consistent. It's not a consistent character. They're not using him yeah. consistently. Like they're not always doing that. Sometimes he's, I'm supposed to take him seriously. And I'm like, thank you. Cause you have made a statement that is not necessary or important or gives me new information. <laughs> but then sometimes he'll make a joke. I'm like, that's funny. I like that was cute. But like y'all need to, they just need to keep the energy. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm still, <laughs> again, I'm not saying I don't like him. So like, don't, don't flame us yet. Like I reserve the right I mean, to. You can <laughs> but, add me. Cause I will look. I ain't say don't flame I don't us like yet. Him. When um, I do say I don't like him, like you can, we can, we can battle it out on Twitter or whatever. But like right now, my, my opinion is pending basically. Right. Uh, like he's fine. And that's better than bad. So y'all take that and right. y'all receive it. Um, so speaking of him, we are back with Peggy <laughs> and them, Peggy, oh. Yaz, and uh, Dan, <laughs> not me forgetting his name immediately. Oh my gosh. <laughs> not like 20 seconds, like maybe a Wow. Record. Wow. My point stands. Um, so they come across an angel, but at the same time, if you'll remember, I said we'd come back to them. The aunt and uncle show up in 1901 because they got got by the angel earlier, remember? Um, and they just suck and they don't know how to listen. Um, they're like, it's don't like, come closer. There's little. an angel. And the uncle is like, I ain't scared of no angel. Like, he, it's just a statue. Mind you, he just got sent back to 1901. This is he, where God, he doesn't that, know it's 1901, but they yeah. don't know what happened. Like, I assume that they think that they just got knocked the fuck out. Or, sorry, knocked, right. knocked out and woke up in the morning. <laughs> like, I don't know what they think happened. I think that's but what the they last think, but still. The thing you saw was. A statue that looked like the statue. And your first thought is like, I'm going to direct, I'm going to go right, right in front of this statue. Right in front of it. And kind of antagonizing it too. Like, I. On top of it. They like yelling, like, don't. Dan is like, listen to your the child. Like, do not go in front. <laughs> yes, like, do not go in front of where we can't see it. Like, they give him so many instructions. Even all you like, please don't. Like, literally, barely. If she don't even like y'all, she is trying. Right, she don't even like y'all and she's saying, don't do and it. She's like, don't she, do it. And she does the creepy child thing, and she's like, nobody survives it twice. And sure enough. Right. They, and, then like, uh, and it was like, the angel probably was like, <laughs> delicious. Because, like, y'all, the angel didn't even have to literally move because y'all was in here being silly. Like, you could have just walked around wide birth. <laughs> you had a wide birth, walk around, walk to your, your grandniece. But no, you said, I'm going to walk directly in front of it because I want to fight y'all. That's good for you. And sure enough, they don't. So this is new lore that we didn't have before. Like, if you get touched by an angel twice. So you get sent back in time once. You'll survive, technically, in the most technical sense. You do die in your time period because you got sent back in time. But, like, you're alive. But if you get touched a second time, ooh, it's, it's like Thanos hitting you with the snap. It's over. Uh, <laughs> you, you fade become... away like Voldemort in the movies. Uh, oh, man. And it's... I mean, as a visual, I love it because it's like they crumble like statues. <laughs> like... And I am like, oh, it feels like, a, again, this, in my mind, feels like a petty thing. It feels like a choice. Mm-hmm. It feels like something that the angel could not do. <laughs> and then it's like, y'all keep playing in my face. I'm definitely going to do the crumble. You getting the crumble today. It does seem like a choice because the whole point is <laughs> angels are supposed to, they're like basically absorbing or eating the time energy. But if they yeah. just kill you, there's no time energy. So That's what I'm it's saying. Like, it's like, I'm just tired of y'all. Y'all don't respect what is happening here. And what is happening here is very real. And so the fact that I can't, like, I can't play with you like this. <laughs> like, I get it. It's like you are not I really feel like face. 
especially in that particular <laughs> village, I feel like the angel was like, you in my house now. You're going to come up in here and disrespect That's me. That's what I was house? saying. It literally mm-hmm. was like that. You come to my house and you sit at my table and dis- I let you in here, okay? <laughs> I allowed you and you disrespect me. And it's like, it's like, A, you don't respect my house, right? But it's also that you don't have no respect on my name. Like, you don't know who you're dealing with. It was very much like, learn about, find out about me, know me. And I, mm-hmm. you know what? I can't be mad about it. I really can't because I feel like if I was, if everything had transpired in the same way, I would have been like, y'all gonna have to go ahead and die, I think. Because I think people need to know that it's real out here. And I got but, I gotta make examples. And it's in my, it's in my quotes from the TARDIS, but like Peggy is also unbothered. So, <laughs> like, Voldemort. Cold, I literally, that's like, my notes are very scary because I was really trying to watch this episode and I just kept forgetting to write them. But I definitely stopped and was like, Voldemort, because like, <laughs> She really was like, she didn't say this word for word, but what she really said was like, damn, hate that for them. Like, that's what she, <laughs> truly, like, that's literally like the energy that it was. And I was like, I feel that because like, he was talking mess as they were getting got. Like, you consistently was talking mess the whole way from the walk around the little corner. <laughs> like, like, and she had to do that daily for her last couple of years of her life. She's been having to deal with the shenanigans. I know she was like, you know what? It had to be somebody. She said, it's above me now. So, <laughs> and I felt it. I was like, you know what? Honestly, <laughs> like I, like I'm a little scared of you as a child, but like, I feel it. <laughs> um. So we go back to 1967. Eustatius um, is fighting. The, again, I love Eustatius. Uh, Eustatius Jericho is that one. The angels start to try playing mind games with him, like using his own voice against him. But Eustatius is like, I study the mind. You ain't gonna play mind games on me. Like, absolutely, I'm not Literally. the one. He was like, and, not like, me. <laughs> you, you trying it? Like, Swarm did that with like the like with Yaz and um, Vendor, and was like tell, calling them out their names. And so the angel <laughs> tries to do this to Eustatius, and Eustatius is like, mm, nah, but nah, I, like, I, I gotta keep my eye on you. That's like, it. Definitely tried to read him, and definitely tried to like do that thing with all villain try to do was like call out your weak thing so that you can dwell on it. He was like, I. Not me. Uh-uh. No, baby. Let me tell you something. I have already... I came back from war. Okay? I am in, I am an academic. I have dealt with my trauma. You are not about to turn that on me. I just love that, like, consistency. The power of like, therapy. Right? Yeah, he, he was, was like, like therapy, but he was like, hey, hey, at least it was acknowledged. The trauma was acknowledged. He dealt with it. You are not going to throw it in my face. It's that unacknowledged trauma that gets you caught up. They'd be like, remember that time you did that thing? You'd be like, oh, my God. But if you already processed it... <laughs> And then be done. Shook, but you say she's like, oh. you there? You're like, okay, yeah. And what about it? Try again. Like, and he was like, it's rude that you're using my voice, though. That's a bit rude. Like, that's why he was like, <laughs> I can't believe you don't try to speak to me as I'm speaking to myself. I am I, and you are you. Like, you are not. You I. are not. You're not using my voice without <laughs> consent, and that is very rude of you. But otherwise, I am unbothered. Um, right. So Eustatius is keeping an eye on the angels because I did, we didn't mention it before, but I wanted to wrap it all together because it gets confusing. So much back and forth. But basically, the doctor has gone into Claire's head, right? When she found out, like, oh, there's an angel in there. I got to go into her head. And Eustatius was nerdy about it. Remember that? Well, she's in her head. And it turns out it's a bunch of division shenanigans, basically, essentially. The angels being chased by the other angels because the other angels are operatives for the division that have sent them to chase after this one main angel who apparently knows too much rogue angel that knows too much so of course the doctor anytime the doctor hears about the division she is like ooh, 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 ooh." like i i don't know how i feel about how the doctor because it seems like here's my thing 
and I know I'm in the minority. Like, I have problems with this whole storyline in general. But, like, also my problem is this characterization of the Doctor who's, like, lost all sense anytime the Division comes up. Like, the Doctor is first and foremost going to protect her people. But, like, it seems like every, not just in this episode, but, like, and every time it's come up, like, she's like, forget the mission. I need to know about the Division. I need to know about me. And it seems oddly selfish for the Doctor. Like, the Doctor, if lives are at stake, human lives, she wouldn't be doing that. No, that's exactly it. Because I have, I said, I have pretty much the same thoughts in terms of how, like, they're dealing with the Division. But my real issue is how much it is. Because, like, we think about the times when, like, the doctor heard about Gallifrey being back, right? And that was, like, a rumor. Mm-hmm. And that's something that doctor cared deeply about. And all, anytime it came up, it was something the doctor was interested in. Like, oh, But it wasn't like, oh, stop stop the presses. We're going to stop doing whatever we're doing. Whatever happens, right. happens. I'm going to go run over there and see if Gallifrey's still where it's supposed to be. Or whatever the situation was. Like, so this is one of those, one of those things where I'm like, I don't know why. This is a character thing that feels inconsistent because we always mm-hmm. the doctor has at least in new who the doctor is defined by loss in a way that like of course nine believes that like oh i like i ended gallifrey right i the time war whatever and then we finally get to a point where like the reintroduction of gallifrey as a thing that can exist and that the doctor can get to is there and the doctor wants that the whole time like it's always something the doctor cares about and wants but it's never at the expense of like, oh, I'm going to go check. It's like, I'm not going to even deal with it. Like, I don't want to, because I know that if I get obsessed about it, then it's going to take over my whole life. And I don't want to do that. I don't want mm-hmm. to be victim of like my own selfishness. So then you get to this point in the division, I get, because I do understand, like, obviously this is like a big identity thing. Like this, these people mm-hmm. may have information about my identity that is crucial to like my existence, but it somehow turned to like that is the only thing that matters, and I that's where I am. That's where they got me messed up because I'm like the doctor would care, and the doctor would like be a. I think the doctor would also be sneakier about one of that information, right? Like a lot more like underhanded in how much because that that's another thing the doctor's doing way too much of is like giving away what your weakness is and your weakness is oh i don't know who i am right now yes so, exactly. the doctor would, has always had these kind of weaknesses that we as the audience are aware of because we know what the doctor is about or we know what like the current mystery is for the doctor right but like in this situation everybody know because every time you say the division the doctor acts damn fool in a way that like that just does not mean like oh the division oh you know about the division Hold on, let me put this to the side. Let's talk about the division because every time, and that's just like, too. It's too. It's like I think they would be so much cleverer and underhanded about getting that information. Like I they would agree. Manipulate a little more because the doctor is nothing knows is very manipulative, and we're gonna try to act like that's not true. We can, but we all know that the doctor is hella manipulative, and like oh, I agree. Like manipulation doesn't always have to be bad. Like right. it's it's neutral. It's to what ends are you using it? That's the thing. right. Um, in this case, they are just like way too vulnerable in a way that is like it, it kind of goes hand in hand to me with the way like the treatment of yes these are both character things i'm like i don't know that if y'all are just doing this to service the story like to get us to the end point faster because you did not spend the last two seasons <laughs> doing it doing and so you have to, to like do. right so now you have to like forcefully get us to this place with the doctor but i'm like it throws away so much <laughs> of the doctor's like isms because i'm like the doctor does nothing else like even in the previous season, like in, in interaction with Ryan and Graham and Yaz, is like the doctor is still keeping a lot of stuff close to the chest. Like right. I am open with you, and more so than I may have been with other companions, but I'm still 
quite a bit of things you are not being told. And I'm being very, like, that is an intentional thing. And this, and this one is like, I am just going to be out here in these streets. Everybody going to know what I want to do. Like, it's just so weird to me. Everybody except my friends are going to know what I'm doing. Because, like, she hasn't told yes. Like, what? She has no yes, like, what the, like, yes has some information, but no context. And that's what I think the problem is, too. Because, like, yes knows things. Yes has been around. But, like, I have, it's like having a whole bunch of, like, puzzle pieces. And I can see clear pictures forming. But because I have no context, I don't know which is the picture I'm supposed to be trying to put together. And like, it just seems like whenever yeah. anybody else brings up the division, the doctor goes feral. When Yaz asks questions, she's like, absolutely not. Don't ask questions. Like, this is, I'm right. like, fam. Like, it's <laughs> okay. just, it's like you couldn't net on and off too easily between, like, if you're going to be acting like this for this whole, every time the division comes up or you are confronted with this, then you got to keep that energy. So when you're talking to Yaz, you got to, you know what I mean? Like, it's definitely weird. You know what? Weird. It should be like, if they're going this way, which I don't like it. I don't agree. I agree with your, your assessment. Like the doctor would be interested in like, always kind of like in the background, like researching again, like with is Gallifrey really destroyed or not? Like he was then. I, I think that would be, that's more true to the doctor's character. But if they're going to go this way, they need to go all the way. Like in like Harry in book six, when he's obsessed <laughs> with Malfoy, he's like, no, I know something's up. It's all he could talk about to his friends. He's like, the, his friends definitely know what's going on because he can't shut up about it because he's obsessed. Right. He will, anybody who wants to listen to, about it, he will say. He doesn't keep it close to the chest. Like, I think you have to go all the way right. and do that if that's the character change. Because it's showing how much it's affected her that to the point where she can't even think straight. But instead of doing that, it's just like, she's doing her normal stuff, but then all of a sudden, like, forgets who she is for like all of a sudden when anybody yes. brings up the division and like in this episode it's not as egregious but basically she's t- telling the angel get out of claire's mind and the angel's like yeah but i know about you and the division and the doctor basically is like okay <laughs> i'll figure right. it out it's like, like I'm yeah like, like okay give me the tea like i'll we can work together if you give me a little information and i'm just like i mean a and it they so, like, just skip it to the end. Like, the angel chooses to hide in a human knowing that the doctor is going to, like, be interested in, like, saving a human. Like, I know that this is the best way to get you caught up because you just have a weakness for humans. But it's also the same situation. Like, that is established in this episode as, like, a motivating factor for the doctor. But not so much that the doctor was like, maybe you can stay if you give me the information. Uh, it's just... Again, these are, like, characterizations. Like, we all know that the doctor is, like, going to try to do whatever the doctor can to, like, preserve human life or whatever. And it's like, But it's, like, also, maybe not. And it's the inconsistency of it. Like, I really don't care. If you, again, like you said, if you're going to do it, go all the way out to where the doctor is beyond the point of, like, I don't care about these things no more. These are now petty things to me when it comes to, like, one person's life versus me wanting to have this information. If you're going to do that, then the doctor has to be that way. You can't, like, keep the doctor in that, like, space of being like, oh, life is precious, da 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 And then the next moment, the doctor is like, well, maybe this one person can just suffer a little while I get this information. Because then that, that's where it, where it, the disconnect is. Because I don't and mind kinda, either way, but it's got to be one or the other. And we've kind of seen it, right? When, um, when, uh. 11 like when amy gets like kidnapped and like is gone and he has to like rally like everybody to get her back like he is very much like this is what he's about and this is the mission and like 
to like will get Amy back at all costs is basically becomes the yeah. doctor's MO and he makes that shift. And I think it would have been fine to do that shift, but we don't do it all the way. So it just seems like yeah. sometimes she's just being selfish and like I'm like okay. And those things are happening within moments of each other, within the like narrative. It's like it's not happening like from one episode they're this way, and the second episode they're this way. It's like literally moment to moment in the same episode. So it's like even the show or the writers are not quite sure how much of like the doctor is affected or is not sure how to show that. And that's the part that, cause again, I'm like, I'm fully with it. Like if I'm so shook by the division that it changes how I'm like this, my priorities have changed to where this information is important to me. Then that has to be a consistent action all the time. And it's not, it's only ever so often it'll pop up. Oh, the division. I'm gonna lose my mind for five seconds. And then, come back it's like pick one because the, the going between makes it very like hard to i don't know it's just like a weird thing but it also the way that it manifests in her treatment of yaz is what i think is the, it's really the where i'm punch. like yeah like if you're gonna do that academic fools then at least let yaz have some understanding or context of what's happening because yes it's been yeah, there just tell her that's thing. what i'm confused like, like where's the communication mm. Anyway, I digress. I just like that is something I'm beginning to have a big problem with. Um, so yeah, but it, it doesn't really come to anything because Eustace just throws a cup at the doctor to wake her up and like get her out of her like out of Claire's mind because uh oh, he's doing what he can. He's held down the fort, but the angels are progressively getting closer and closer. Like they are, they're in the basement. Um, so they which is hilarious the doc- again because like they have to take the stairs and go through doors. Like, and that's fine. That right. <laughs> But, like, yes. <laughs> the doctor then comes up with a plan to escape through the tunnel again. We flip back from, like, forget about the division. Now she's again about, like, ooh, we're saving people, selfish, whatever. <laughs> it, again, it's the inconsistencies. But they're escaping through the tunnel. That doesn't go very well. We'll see. Um, Yaz and Dan and Peggy are now walking, you know, post and an uncle uh, murder. Uh, <laughs> are, like, just walking through the field. Um, and they get to what looks like kind of just like a portal almost but like it's split like you can they yeah. can see 1967 like across the way yeah it's like nighttime across this like line in 1967 in the same village and they're obviously in the daytime in 1901 um and we see miss hayward the creepy old lady that we kind of just touched on um walk up and it turns out surprising probably no one but maybe someone i don't know that miss hayward <laughs> is peggy like nobody yeah miss um, hayward is peggy that's why she knows about the angel she's like watch out blah 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 um she's sending out warnings because she is peggy so she clearly doesn't get back and you know miss hayward tells peggy that and it's kind of touching like she's like i'm so sorry but you don't make it back here for a long long time because clearly she gets stuck in 1901 and that's it um right. and again they're bringing up they uh, peggy brought it up early earlier but they keep saying this word quantum extraction like they're the angels are here for quantum extraction and of course, we don't know what that means. Like timey something, <laughs> right? Like I understood it functionally based on the, the term, and I was right. <laughs> but I was just like, y'all could have said something else. Like y'all keep trying to jargon us when you could have said something else. But I, I did, I did understand what it was. But I was like, why do you keep saying quantum extraction? Like why are you saying these things? What does it mean? Um. I thought it was good. The way, what it ended up being makes sense. Like, that definitely makes sense. But the way they were saying it and stressing it, I thought it was, like, going to be something, I don't know more. I don't know what I expected. But what it was, I was like, oh, so y'all are just, again, they, they just plucked it grabbing out of, who you need. Right. Yeah. yeah, it was, like, plucked it out of time, which I'm like, yeah, extraction. Then time, time extraction. 
fucked it all the time. That's where I got to because my mind, I'm like, I mean, I'm I'm up there. I'm over there with it. Like I'm always. <laughs> but I also still that still is like that does not answer my our immediate question of like right. does one put it back? Does it return to whence it came, or how does that work? Because now, after the extraction, like is done, <laughs> you don't need to like isolate this this thing in space and time. So can you put it back? Like I that's where I'm unclear. Like, I need that information. That's where I'm at. Um, yeah, very unclear. So we go back to Dr. Jericho and Claire trying to get around the angels because they're in the tunnel. There's angels everywhere. Basically, they're coming through the walls. They're coming from the back door. There's some up ahead. So they plan to like, oh, we can we can fit if we like go around. So Claire goes around the angel and is able to get out of the tunnel um, while the doctor is keeping an eye on the angels to the back. Um, and then she's realizing like, time, we we're just got to run for it. Like I go left, you go right. Um, unfortunately, Professor Jericho does not make it. He gets got and like literally appears right next to Yaz and them, uh, which I thought was kind of funny. And he's not even that like shook about it. I love you, Stacious. He's like, he had the information and was like, this makes perfect sense to me. He's like, oh, I'm now here. Like, oh, Peggy, what the heck? Like, it's just so, (laughs) it's so endearing. Um, but he gets got, uh, the angels are not chasing the doctor because the doctor is left and is like, I got to turn around and run. I'll race you. And the angels are like, mm, well, we're good. We don't need to chase you. We Basically, what we now know is the angels are like, we already got you. Like, we ain't got to chase you. Like, it meant you already been Yeah, it's, it's over. Yeah, it's over. Um, but the doctor's like, ooh, why are you not chasing me? That does not seem good. And it's not. She gets out. She sees Miss Hayward and the... and the TARDIS gang on the other, the TARDIS gang's on the other side, Miss Hayward's on this side, obviously. Um, and she's like, oh my gosh, my friends. But her friends are like, doctor. And there's a ton of angels who have come out of this burial thing. It's unimportant. Basically, there's a lot of angels. <laughs> Claire is being, is like basically being held hostage and her angel is now like outside of her head and is like doing the thing they were doing inside her head and using her to like communicate basically. Yeah, like puppets. Um, and unfortunately the that angel like we kind of hinted at uh was up to no good and really led the doctor into a trap um use again human the angel knew that the doctor would be interested um got the doctor there and told basically the division operative like look you could take me in or i could get you the doctor who do you want more me or the doctor and i guess and the, the why not both did not occur to the angel i like, don't i uh-huh. i had that thought i was like <laughs> why not both though why not both but i whatever like i the justice system apparently intergalactically is is corrupt and is like yeah we'll let you off if you give us the doctor right and like, so that's okay. what happens and let me tell you this sequence where I mean, okay, first, I guess, before we get to that part, the doctor does talk with Yaz, and they're like, no, we're in 1901, so, like, the doctor has that information. I think that's obviously going to be important, that the doctor does know where Yaz and um, Dan are. Um, But then, you know, the doctor gets got, she kind of realizes what's happened, oh, quantum extraction, oh, no, it's going to be me, and my gosh, this sequence, the special effects budget... (laughs) They 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 held back Y'all. on last week. Last week I think we said something about oh the budget. And we I did. did, and I made a joke like oh yeah they they already did the blow up like they blew up the carbon ink to shit or not the the the, the potato chips. Um, so I was like they didn't already kind of exhausted their little budget for this little sequence, but no they were saving it. They had put it in their back pocket so in that the they could do pocket. this. 
Because oh my gosh, oh that I first wing that emerged, I said, "Oh my!" Gosh. Like I literally like I did it right now. Like I just tensed up. Like y'all are not doing this. So yeah, if y'all, I assume y'all have seen the episode, but if you didn't, like they literally to extract the doctor first turn her into an angel. Like ah, like she turns into stone. She's got angels pot or angel angel wings popping out and like slowly her hands are forced like in front of her face oh the sequel but like you see it it's not like any yeah. cutaways or like no it's literally like it, out. It, it is the transformation into like a stone statue that like slowly covers their face it's like the cool like that is a creepy cool like and i just it love very it good as an implication <laughs> about again the angels are so cool because of like they are cool, meta- like the way you think about them, like all the possibilities. And this is kind of one of those, like, what can they, are they able to, like, can you become an angel? I feel like that's a question I've had about them before. Like, can you turn into, or can they turn people? And like, I like the idea that like, and maybe it's not, maybe it takes a lot of energy and not quite that many people to do it. But like, I just love that imagery. And I love the idea of like the angels being able to like convert people. I don't know. It was interesting to me because that just answered, it answered a question I had, but also gave me more of like a, just my mind started to be like, Oh, look at all the possibilities, but also just that budget. They really did what they had to do with that because I was truly like, this is so, and I'm watching it. I had my face all up in that screen because I was so like, I had got so into it by that point that I was just like, are they? Oh, so yes, it looks, it looked they really, really good. did that, it and was I just so loved good. it as a story point of like how, again, we don't know the rules, rules, but like how we assume the rules work, and so like the doctor in that it, with those confinements, I guess, or with those like having to work within that framework. I I don't know. I just love that. Yeah, also cool. this is happening again in front of Yaz and Dan and them. So Yaz, okay, can we talk about Mandip's? <laughs> acting can we because yes is watching her canonically best friend right maybe or right. maybe not canonically <laughs> maybe more uh get gotten this way and like it's no, obviously yes. clearly very traumatizing so very jarring and it's also like it's like there are again levels of things because like a you're on the other side of the barrier like so there's the what's happening here that I'm watching, which is already like, oh my God, this is traumatic. Like the doctor is becoming this thing. But also separately, I am stuck in <laughs> one. So it's like, it's the horror of that. Like I am hurt and scared for you, but I am also worried and upset for myself. And it's the latest. The is on the other side. Like I, oh Yeah. So I, like, I love how much that is, I think, communicated. Like we are, a lot is happening and it is not good like this a lot of stuck yeah it was it was that whole thing was really i don't know i was just like wow (laughs) like i I, I think that's my notes i'm just like wow like that it was very good i was i will say i was spoiled on the that happening but yeah i was it was so i was a little annoyed but also i wasn't (laughs) sure because we've had like in this season like the doctor kind of had have visions and stuff so i wasn't sure yeah. if it actually happened so i wasn't like that mad at the spoiler and then even if i was sure what happened the sequence was still so good that like who cares if i saw a picture because yes. like who yes. cares i know i agree um, that that whole just watching it happen was cool like, i'm glad i did not know it's like because i like you know how my brain works but like oh 
it was just, I don't know. That was just like one of those things where I'm like, this is such a cool episode for a lot of little reasons, but this is like <laughs> the the cherry on top. It was a, very good. It was, yeah. So they roll credits and it's the end. Except it's not JK. I'm not really sure why they did it. They did a mid-credit scene. Yes, we yeah, are they did a mid-credit that MCU scene. energy. We are getting into Yeah, that. I was like, okay. Hi- and I was loving that. Because they, hey, I think they know. And this is not where they were risking people not seeing it. I'm like, most people actually watch the singers. Especially after that. Right. We're like, what the hell? So I'm going to keep watching. I don't think they were. I don't think it was meant to be like a little Ooh, surprise if you stay um, kind of thing. But I did love that like. Don't forget, because to me it was like this is still important. I like to me that emphasize that this is still an important story that's happening that's parallel to what's happening with the doctor. And so again, which is also lending lending (laughs) itself to other theories, (laughs) right? So that's why I was loving. I love that they went back, but it was it was. I kind of want to know what like Namaka. I think that's the name we landed on. I cannot. Yeah, I think that I can't remember how he pronounced it, but like. I want to know what his journey was because by the time Bender gets there, because Bender, right, so Bender shows Cusano. up, yeah, right, <laughs> and <laughs> he runs into like it's nighttime. Namaka's like by his lonesome, like sorry to him. Um, and Bender shows up, say exactly like Belda's, like, "Have you seen this person?" And of course he has, and so yeah. he's like, "Yes, I think she saved my life." Which good, he came around and realized what but, it was. Right, that's um, I'm like. What happened there? Like, I, it's the story. I do, it's not. I don't need them to answer this question. I just love the idea that like he had time to sit with it and really like marinate on it, and was just like, yeah. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, this does not make sense. So that mm-hmm. was a cute little. I like that little cute little acknowledgement, a little growth happening in that small span of time. Right, I agree. And so he says yes. Uh, apparently, Bell has left him like a recorded like holographic message kind of situation she only gets one chance to record it so there's not a lot of information in it but you get to see him walk like her talk to him and him watch it and it's just very sweet very cute but also it's like keeping the suspense going because we kind of like see them meet in a way so you're not like right. oh this is gonna never end it's like oh we're getting closer is how it feels so i'm and also they did to the, see they did the like <laughs> the rose taller eye they did that yes. but with the coordinates. And I was like, don't see y'all play too much because I knew that wasn't going to get the coordinates. I knew because she was like, it's only a certain amount yeah, of time no, left. And I was like, ma'am, you are running that time down. But I was also too busy like, being like, I love right? you. Right? <laughs> like, was cute, I had to but say I'm it like, twice. <laughs> like the first time was like, I love you 3000 and then get to the coordinates. You said, I love you. No, I really love you. That little second I love you definitely could have been some coordinates. It could have been a general, <laughs> like it could have been a system. It could have been so give me an idea. Not even the whole planet. coordinates like right. I'm heading over to Centaurin sector or something. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, that's where my like my like y'all know like romance is not my top tier of like storytelling. So like if something that's cute and romantic, but I'm like, now look. <laughs> Let's have some. But see, sex. I think for me, I, I got it. Like I was like, but okay, that's cute. That but why did she not leave a second recording? Do you only get like I know you only get one chance at that recording. Why not leave device. another recording? Because I, 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 I saw her doing something over there. It made me think she like Jerry rigged something or hooked something. Like made it happen. I don't think it was meant to uh, be. Like I don't think she had like just a camera and could leave it. It was like I got something that I know can last long enough for him to find it. And I don't know how much time is left on the thing because I I assume that it's like. <laughs> I went right on to like VHS. Like I don't know how close to the end of that tape we is. Um, 
So I think that's what it was. Like that guy know, like, hey. And uh, I'm too. Also, because remember though, he, by the time they separated, was still very hostile. Like, I can't stand you. I don't want to see your ass, period, point blank. Because you over here blocking my blessings. Um, And he had time to marinate on it, maybe pray on it. I don't know. Or maybe he watched the next. I don't know how much time has passed, actually. So I'm like, maybe he watched it happen again and was like, oh, you're right. They over there killing these people or whatever he thinking. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I was just like, now sis, the second I love you, that like the first I love you was necessary. Like we need to affirm this relationship. The second one definitely could have been recorded. This is all I'm saying. But I do get it in terms of like, they're giving us fan fiction right now. They're giving us, and by that, I mean like fan fiction authors do know how to, if they can't do nothing else, they know how to do that angst. They know how to do that, like that slow burn. That slow burn, but y'all, see, y'all be liking that. I be like, y'all need to come on now. That's me. No, see, I'm a, I'm a slow <laughs> queen. Like it is known in our friend group, in, like, the, in our community. Kiss. I'm like, stop People, playing. We already know what it's gonna be, so let's get to it. And y'all be like, nah, oh no, I got it. I just want to marinate, <laughs> marinate in it. So yeah, um, was, but yeah, but the story's really doing it well. <laughs> it's very cute. I am, but I am getting excited to see it resolve because. They're giving me hope. I think that's the thing. I think that's what I'm trying to get at. Like, they're putting these cute moments that make give me hope that it's not going to be a bad ending. Right. I think that's what it is. It's like, I think I'm I'm hopeful that there's going to be, like, a happy reunion. Like, it might not necessarily be the way we think. And I, But see, again, there are times when I want y'all to, like, reinvent the wheel and th- this is not one of them i need this to no. be a very standard romance to be right me. like don't play with me do not play with like when it comes to the romance subplot let's just keep it strictly romance and don't try to do no detours don't try to do nothing crazy like i think what is going to end up being the gotcha is whatever the reveal is about why they are important to the specific story but them reuniting that's not that's not up for discussion they're gonna be if I'm telling you right now, I will get my plane ticket if y'all play with me on this because y'all gonna they gonna reunite and be together and be happy and healthy, and then then you can put them in some kind of danger as a as a team, but not as a couple. They gonna be safe and sound mm-hmm. as people, but they might end up mm-hmm. having to fight, you know, throw some hands or something, and that's fine. But y'all gonna not play with. They them. got the hands to throw, right? And we you are know not they doing quick it. with it. And whatever training heartbreak. they Especially, got. Yeah. <laughs> may I remind you, and the writers, hello, BBC, knock, knock. Belle is pregnant, so absolutely not. Right. Like, I'm just, I'm like, look, I am like, at that point in this show, we're like, I ain't love yet. I probably ain't gonna leave. But this is one of them ones, like, I think I can be tested. Don't, don't, don't you try me with this one. Because I feel like y'all think that's cute to be like, oh, we gonna circumvent. Nope. Don't subvert. This is one time I want you to be extremely on the nose. Do not try to subvert this situation in any kind of way. Keep it cute or keep, keep it, it on cute. mute. <laughs> like, period. period. Keep it cute or keep it on mute. That's it. <laughs> so with that final thoughts, I have final thoughts. I kind of hinted at them already talking about the doctor and her selfishness. But I will say in general, I love the weeping angel lore and bits of like, kind of retcon slash tightening of the lore that we got like i again it makes the angel scarier again i will be happy to see them in future episodes like it's 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 back to where it needs to be as far as the angels are concerned so i love that this episode for that the division shenanigans and the fuck shenanigans i am starting like i know i know this that's what this season is about and the season is about the doc like every season is about the doctor essentially 
But I just, for me, it's getting to the point where everything seems to revolve around the doctor mm-hmm. as a person. Like the whole entire universe seems to revolve around the doctor as a person. And I just don't think that's what it's meant to be. Like, are we, is this the doctor's universe and we're all just living in it? Like, I don't think so. Like, right. Yeah. I was thinking of the episode uh, because I was. Because I was thinking of next week's episode where Yaz is by herself as a brown person in 1901, it made me think of how we had demons at the Punjab. And, like, that's a good example of, like, the doctor is traveling but is witnessing things. It's not about the doctor. Like, the partition of, like, India is not about the doctor, right? So why? It just seems like everything is about the doctor right now. And I just, it makes the universe feel small. and Mm -hmm. And also the way the doctor is being characterized through that being, like, you know... Um, basically just pretty selfish about it and kind of like going feral anytime the division comes up. It just, I'm getting lightly annoyed. Not, I'm not writing it off. I'm still willing to wait and see what happens, but I'm starting to be like, I don't know that I like this. Right. And like, I pretty much agree fully. I have theories about the division Um, that I feel like if I am close to being correct, can explain some of this, but I do overall have an issue with the doctor being the center of the universe because that is not the best stories happen when the doctor just happens to be in a place, right? Like it's just a witness or it just happens to be like, I'm not the savior. I just happen to be the person who was here at this moment. Right. And so making mm-hmm. everything about the doctor does great me. And I, those were my least favorite versions of this show through every, every showrunner before like RTD had a moment when it was all about the doctor. And I was like, you can, Stop this. Moffat had a moment. I mean, that was kind of his doctor was just like that one. Um, Because Eleven was definitely like everything was about the doctor in a way that was like so irritating. But like the best episodes are the ones where it's not about the doctor. Like you think of Vincent and the doctor, right? Like, hello. Because the doctor just happens to be there. Right. Um, And so those are the ones. Even like Midnight. I love me some good Midnight. Yes. Like it's not about the doctor just happens to be there when it's creature whatever it is is out here wilding like i love those episodes because they have nothing to do with the doctor's story wise like, of course the doctor is there so we are engaged with the doctor as a character but like it's not about the doctor and so these episodes are i love them but i am reserving <laughs> i'm gonna keep that i'm keeping that pinned like if they do not make it <laughs> like if they don't answer these questions that I have, I guess, in a satisfactory way, that might change. I would not stop liking those episodes. A lot, I've seen a lot of no. conversation where people are like, the ending of this arc will determine how I feel about the season. To me, every well, episode has been... life like that, there's right. so much unwatchable Doctor Who. <laughs> no, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I think it's because it's an arc versus all the other seasons have been... Well, all the modern seasons have been mostly standalone. That ha- There might be an arc, but that's not the core story. Um, and this is the one season where it is one story in each episode as a chapter. So that does, I get, I understand it if you think about it in book terms for like, I don't know. Cause if I love a book enough that I'll get to the end, I kind of feel like it doesn't matter. If the end fails, I'm going to be irritated because I didn't get a satisfying ending, but I'm not going to be like, damn, that was a whole book. You know what I mean? Like it would take a lot, but I do know people, you know what I mean? I did watch, I did watch Game of Thrones to the end. So no, I clearly no. am prepared. Mm, I'm prepared. Funny. To, like, <laughs> separate what I like from what I don't like. Um, right, yeah. But, yeah, so, like, but for me, I do say that how I feel about the show going forward will be determined by how it's, how it's, how they resolve this. Not how, because I think all these episodes, first and foremost, 
for the most part, they all, to me, stand alone really well. Like, I can watch this without needing the rest of the context of the season because I just think it's a cool angel story. The last episode, I can watch without needing the season context because I just think it's a cool story, right? Like, these all work for me as episodes individually, which I think is the, the sweet spot. It's like, oh, I can drop in and watch mm-hmm. an episode or rewatch an episode and still also get something from watching a whole season. I think in the previous seasons, there were a lot of episodes that I thought were fun and rewatchable, but I didn't need to watch the season to, like, there was no reward for like, oh, let's watch rewatch the whole season. Like you really got nothing from it because they not like it they didn't affect each other that much. Whereas this season is like you want to rewatch the season as a season. Um but they also work individually. But yeah, so I'm in the same place to get back to that point. <laughs> I'm in the same place <laughs> where I the, the documented center center of the universe is problematic. But I think there's a way or there are a few ways that it can be resolved that I think will work for that um and i'm not i'm not i'm staying away from any major theories especially my own theories but like i there are theories i have that would make it make sense in a way that i would be okay with it but yes on the whole i do not like when the doctor in the center of the universe i don't feel like every single being out in the universe should have some kind of intention toward the doctor like they should i like when the doctor landed you'd be like i'm the doctor they'd be like who what what does the doc like what do you mean mm-hmm. you work at kaiser like oh okay like <laughs> I like that version. I don't He's like the, the Kaiser ver- right. <laughs> thrive. Okay, no, I just I don't love when it's like I land. I'm the doctor. Oh, the doctor. Like that is cute. Ever so often, plus when they do it on Earth and it's like somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody who knew Rose. That's cute to me. And it's like, oh, you're the doctor. I heard about you from whatever. But I don't like when it's like no matter where the doctor goes, everybody has a knowledge about this person. So yeah, I agree with that. But I am more optimistic about it only because of my theories but i'm not so committed to my theories that i'm like if it don't do it i'm gonna riot because i have sense right um but yeah <laughs> <sighs> well it's time for ruth's rants and raves um i think for the most part i like had a little bit of trouble i knew my rant but like this episode was pretty solid overall so like mm-hmm. I had a rant, but even the rant's just kind of like, a, I'm still keeping an eye on you. So my rant is that, yes, I told you we'd come back. You thought I forgot. I did not. Yes, <laughs> reiterates that there is a flat team structure at the top of the episode, which means that the writers do remember what the friendship dynamic should be. Because, like, up to this point, I'm like, it could just be inconsistent writing. Like, they try, they want to change the doctor's character up. So they've kind of just forgotten that it was about friends, friends, friends in the beginning. So they're just kind of like, mm, swims out on the world. That was a... That was that was the prior time. Let's not think about it. But she reiterates it. So I'm like, so y'all do know that it's meant to be a flat team structure. So explain to me why the doctor's like, hello. Mm-hmm. I just it like it, I would prefer it to be like an in a choice like it happens in TV, right? Where you know new writers or new direction comes into the show where you just decide we're just gonna drop that arc or we're just gonna right. drop that personality trait. Like it, that's how TV works and how TV develops. So I was. I would prefer that to be what happened here rather than being like, no, we remember. We've just decided the doctor doesn't like yes. Like, what? (laughs) I, again, forget the shipping of it all. Also that, but forget that part. It just seems so intentional. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, it's again, it's, uh, it's the same thing with the, like, just the generally how, the doctors in Luther's division. It's like there is a idea of like how it is, and then what the behavior is. I don't know. It's just like a contradiction or like a conflict or a switching between two ideas that they're not landing on which one is the one. So like with this, it's like is it a good 
seems structured. Are you sure? Because Yaz, Yaz is saying this, so it, it seems to me that Yaz is under the impression that this is still the situation, even though that might have just been a fun callback, but y'all do recognize that it was said, and that's how we are operating, right? So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's like, just stick with, like, if Yaz doesn't say it, if Yaz is just like, yeah, we just, whatever, like, you don't have to say that. Like, you don't have to call attention to it, and we wouldn't question it. But when you call attention to it, then it means every time you don't act accordingly, <laughs> it stands out all the more. Exactly. So that was my rant. And my rant is, I already said it earlier, so I'm going to just keep it short. Dan is unnecessary. Um, He just is not giving anything that I don't think could have been gave by Yaz and now current characters or that we've been introduced characters, to. Yeah. Right, because like, and I mean this, and I say this lovingly. Oh boy, that Tunnel Man, Tunnel Man is giving more than Dan. Okay, I don't know what he is about. I don't know. They may <laughs> never man. answer this question, but like, he comes in because maybe because he comes in and leaves like like does not overstay his welcome is why he's so I don't know it's just interesting right Dan is just there and I don't know so yeah that is it he's not he's not necessary like he's not harmful he's not bad I don't dislike him but I do not find him necessary in the story in this moment at least not yet we'll see <laughs> So my rave, uh, I it kind of like I kind it's kind of similar to my point about like they didn't make Claire like kind of like oh she's a woman in hysterics just for the sake of it. Mm-hmm. Similarly, we went to this is a historical story. I mean, yes, there's aliens, but of course there always is. But like essentially, we're in the past, but the doctor is not being questioned for being a woman in a historical story, like. Professor Jericho is not like a woman dare talk to me, like right. I, and I I do like it when they tackle it with care, yeah. which sometimes I do, sometimes it's not with care, but I also just get tired. I'm like, ugh, can and, we not? Like, we get it. She's a woman. And I think about that, I, now that I'm thinking about it, because I believe it's Maxine Alderton was the co-writer, and she also co-wrote, uh, or wrote Haunting uh, Via Diodati. I can never Oh, yeah. So there is a consistency about, like, women having like not necessarily being questioned that much about because like I remember them being like oh she wrote these books and like nobody was like she wrote those books or you know whatever the situation was like it was very like we're not going to make a point about this being a woman like they do like the story like the doctor is like she's the first woman who writes it up but like it's not a thing that characters are constantly pressing against like oh you're a woman we're going to do this like so I think that might be a choice from that writer specifically so shout out to you miss ma'am because this is what <laughs> this is what I, that was like my thing as well. Like I noted, like I actually wrote my notes. Like, oh damn, the doctor just living a life, like not being questioned, and yes, not really being questioned. Once it's like, I'm gonna take your word for it. You say you're authority, okay. You say you're a uh, psychic investigator, okay. But like whatever, I love that. Again, it is true that it it might have been period accurate to have pushback but like we are also in a sci-fi world where the world is slightly different so we can just uh, operate that like sometimes people are just cool they're just chill about things so yeah i think and it might be confusing like if you're listening and like especially if you're a cisgender man hello um you're (laughs) in the minority of our demographics how are you um but if you are like i can understand why it's confusing or even when we talk about like racial stuff or like when people talk about like the gender dynamics like if you're not from that marginalization it's like okay well what do you want like when is it okay and when is it not and i the key is if it's done thoughtfully 
it can add to a story and feel make it feel like it's not ignored. But if you can't do it thoughtfully, then yeah, let's just skip it and have a good time. Like yeah, um, if you do and, it half ass, it definitely stands out. It makes it a point in the story that it shouldn't be. Like this shouldn't be the point of the story, right? But once you introduce it and then you just leave it on the floor, we're all thinking about it. Like damn, it's like that. So yeah, and all you all you're left to think is like. Oh, it, it, if it's done poorly, it just serves to remind you that you are oppressed rather than right. like, working through that. And so that's why it can be tiring. I hope that makes sense. Yes, that. Um, and I think I already said my rave kind of a little bit, but like, so my rave is just that we are getting to know Belle and like, to a lesser extent in this episode, Vendor, through these like small bits of dialogue and small moments, like when, like when. Bella hears about the passenger and is like, oh, I learned about this in my previous deployment. It gives us context for this character again. Like, oh, they were clearly... But they were also deployed with Fender at some point. You know what I mean? Like, so we know, like, okay, they're military or whatever version of that exists in space or whatever. <laughs> they're military. They clearly have some, between the two of them, good amount of knowledge about, like, time and maybe time travel. Because, again, Fender sees a TARDIS and looks like that's a TARDIS. Bella's like, oh, I came across a passenger in my previous deployment. And I'm like, hmm, these, they have more information than I guess your average character would have. So I like that we are getting these, we are learning about them through these small interactions, but it's like, it's, we didn't have seasons to get to know them, but I feel like by the end or whatever, they have like a face off with like, you know, the glam foolies. It's going to make sense to us because we now understand like, hey, they are trained for this is what I'm getting. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> We have enough information, mm-hmm. I think, in these small interactions. I love that that's being sewn in in a way that it will not feel out of nowhere whenever they are brought to the forefront in terms of like, because I assume this is an assumption or whatever, but I, I do assume they will be a part of the overall like story in terms of like closing out the Booglies like storyline. I don't know if they're going to be there. I don't know if it's going to be a gunfight. We don't know what it's going to look like, but I do feel like they are going to have some kind of importance in that. And so like giving them a reason to be there again, like giving them some kind of justification to be like, why is the story focused on them? Because they have these, these things are going to be useful to like, to, to finish this story out or to, you know, mm-hmm. kill them. I don't know. I mean, you know, look, cause we need shooters. And that's all I'm saying is that we need shooters. The doctor is not, I don't know. The doctor in this season might be about their life. I can't say for sure. Cause the doctor been wild. But <laughs> if definitely, it is, <laughs> If, if the timing is just right, like she just been told something right. about the division, she yeah, she may we may we may use them shooters, right? But that's why I'm like I like that there we have characters who are ha- are military trained, so they will have a different perspective on like getting rid of eliminating a threat than the doctor would, and maybe the doctor and Yaz, right? So I like the idea that we have people in play who are about that life, but I do like that mm-hmm. we get to learn about them. They're not just gonna pop up, but like. Oh, bing, 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 shooting. And we don't know nothing about these people or care about them. Like, I love that whenever they reunite, and I say this because it's going to happen. Y'all going to make it happen. But like, whenever they reunite and whatever they do, I love that we are going to have information. Like, like we just don't care about them because we know about them. But like, they're, again, I don't know. I mean, damn. I don't know nothing about Dan. I don't know nothing about Tunnel Man, except that he pop up through tunnels all through time. But, like, them, we actually have a little bit of information on. We learn a little background. more about them. And a good and sense of their personality. Right. And like what they what they values are. I agree. Love that. Hit that Which quote. also makes me like, I'm like, eyes emoji at like, mm, what, what, why are they so important? Mm, exactly. Mm. 
<laughs> but we shall see. <laughs> but yeah, let's hit that quote. We have the same quote exactly. for the quotes from the TARDIS p- portion, which is like, Nicole and I, we just, we just, it's simpatico. <laughs> like, we always move in together. So, the quote for this episode that stood out to both of us was, he was never nice to me. Um, from Stone Cold Peggy after she witnessed her uncle and aunt get murdered. Oh, man, like, mic drop. It was like, hold a mark. It was like, damn, I have never seen a child who is not of the corn just out here <laughs> like it was like, like i said they literally just like they went right to the cusp of making this like a creepy child character and i love that they didn't go all the way because it actually is more interesting but i just also i'm like are you ma'am and it's like also we get to see her as an adult and she seems like a normal nice lady <laughs> so like clearly you get you get well you're well adjusted considering everything but in that moment you're like wait a minute this one is a yes. questionable um yes i love that because i feel because i felt the same way in my mind like i mean the way they was acting whatever happens happens and she but yeah they were not they were never nice to me so she doesn't and care and i love bothered. that i love that that she's not and i mean i guess that's weird but i, I kind of love it sometimes you don't like things don't upset you <laughs> like sometimes you just things happen you're like damn and that's the end that's of that well, and that's it <laughs> So yeah, Peggy's at one, and I feel bad for Yaz and Dan, who I guess are on babysitting duty. And I honestly feel like this child is like between the three of them in the order of competence. The child is higher up than one of them. Yes, (laughs) I think I I think Peggy is out here just like thriving. Quite frankly, like Peggy is in three. I mean, she who knows how how long she was there in the first place. Like, she don't need no adults, frankly. Okay, she was eating. She was chilling. She didn't already got a whole little system set up. We don't know. But, like, we do know that, you know, she does make it to, you know, seniordom. 1967. uh, And that, also, that actress was too young. I was like, no, what is math? Don't play with me. But also, I'm going to let it happen. Because that actress looked too young to be up, like, 70-something. Yeah, I agree. But, you know, I was, <laughs> I was like, now nah, look, but it's cool. <laughs> so that is this week's uh, episode of Tarbis. Um, until next week, you know where to find us. Um, you can check us out at blackgirlscreate.org and see all of the things we got going on all the time. Because there's always some, even at this time of year when we should be slowing down. Who chow mm-hmm. that content calendar. Anywho, uh, like we said earlier, you can follow us on social media. You can find follow Black Girls Create at Black Girls Create, BLK Girls Create on Twitter. You can follow me at Delia is Typing, and you can follow Nicole at Queer Specimen. Of course, let us know your thoughts with using the hashtag Tarbis, T-A-R-B-I-S. Um, if you can figure out what's going on with them angels, we got questions. <laughs> like we just had several questions. So if you have theories, you have answers, you know where to find us. Um, you can also rate and review us on iTunes and where podcasts are found, wherever you be listening, do whatever they got. Cause every system, I know it's all different, but wherever you are, hit that like, hit that subscribe, whatever. Um, you can also become a Patronus, which is what we call our lovely Patreons. You can head over to patreon.com slash black girls create support what we do. Patronuses who donate $15 per month can get more nerdy deep dives with our BGC presents limited podcast series where we deep dive deep into properties such as Naruto and Lord of the Rings and more. Again, we're currently doing Naruto. I wanted to make a Naruto reference this episode, but I was like, I don't know if people will be down like that. But if you are, you know where to find it. That's where the goods are. Um, So, yeah, thanks for listening. Next week, we're going to be back for Doctor Who 
for the episode called Survivors of the Flux. Um, so I'm excited about that. I We will be keeping an eye on it because Yaz is a brown person stuck in 1901. And that is always first and foremost what I am worried about. Me too. <sighs> well, until then, y'all. Bye. Bye. Tarbis is part of Hard Knock Media. We've joined the Nerds of Color podcast network, including the podcast Hard Knock Life, Southern Fried Asian, DC TV Classics, Ask By Girls, Desi Geek Girls, We're Not All Ninjas, and That Moment. You can check out all these podcasts at hardknockmedia.com.